On January 29th, we commemorate the translation of the relics of the higher martyr Ignatius, the God-bearer and bishop of Antioch. St. Lawrence, recluse of the Key of Caves, Far Caves, and bishop of Turov. St. Gerasimus, bishop of Perm. St. Pitirim, bishop of Perm. St. Jonah, bishop of Perm. Martyrs Romanus, Jacob or James. Philotheus, Hypericius, Habibus, Julian, and Paragonius at Samosata. Martyr Ashot, Curapalati, King of Artanui, Saint Ignatius, Wonderworker and Bishop of Smolensk, Saint Afratis of Persia, Martyrs Sarbelis and Bebaya of Edessa, New Martyr Demetrius, and Saint Akepsimas the Martyr. Today we commemorate the transfer of the relics of the higher martyr Ignatius the God-bearer, who was commemorated on December 20th. After the holy higher martyr Ignatius was thrown to the lions in the year 107 on the orders of the Emperor Trajan, Christians gathered up his bones and preserved them at Rome. Later in the year 108, the saint's relics were collected and buried outside the gate of Daphne at Antioch. A second transfer to the city of Antioch itself took place in the year 438. After the capture of Antioch by the Persians, the relics of the Hieromartyr Ignatius were returned to Rome and placed into the church of the Holy Hieromartyr Clement in the year 540, in 637, according to other sources. St. Ignatius introduced antiphonal singing into church services. He has left us seven archpastoral epistles in which he provided instructions on faith, love, and good works. He also urged his flock to preserve the unity of the faith and to beware of heretics. He encouraged people to honor and obey their bishops. We should regard the bishop as we would the Lord himself. In his letter to Polycarp, St. Ignatius writes, Listen to the bishop if you want God to listen to you. Let your baptism be your shield, your faith a helmet, your charity a spear, your patience like full armor. St. Lawrence, Hermit of the Caves and Bishop of Turov, in the near caves at first lived as a hermit at the monastery of the great martyr Demetrius, built by great prince Isyaslav at Kiev near the monastery of the caves. Later he transferred to the Kiev Caves Monastery and was glorified by a gift of healing. He was elevated to the Sea of Turov in 1182. Turov is a city in the Minsk region, and he was a successor of St. Cyril of Turov, was commemorated on April 28th. He died in 1194 and was buried in the near caves. His memory is celebrated also on September 28th and on the second Sunday of Great Lent. St. Gerasimus was the third bishop of the Zyrian people and a worthy successor of St. Stephen, enlightener of Perm. He was elevated to the See of Perm sometime after the year 1416, when only part of the Zyriani had been converted to Christianity. He was concerned for his flock, which suffered incessant incursions from Novgorodians and pagan Volgulians. He went into the Vogel camps, urging them to stop plundering the defenseless Christians of Perm. On one of these journeys in 1441, he was murdered by his Vogel servant. According to tradition, he was strangled with his omophorium. He was buried in the Annunciation Church of the village of Ustvim, not far from the city of Yarenga, at the river Vychegda. Today's common commemoration of these three saints acknowledges their apostolic activity 
in this eastern expanse of Russia. St. Gerasimus is also commemorated on January 24th. Archimand Vitae Pitirin succeeded St. Gerasimus as Bishop of Great Perm and Ustyug. Even during his time, the Voguli had not ceased attacking the peaceful Ziryani, the settlers of Perm. Bishop Pitirin stood up for his flock just as his predecessor had done. In 1447, he personally appealed to the great prince to help the Ziryani. The saint often visited his flock, which was spread out over a wide territory, instructing them in the word of God and assisting them in their misfortunes. He undertook long journeys to enlighten the pagan Voguli, during which his life was frequently in danger, and he had to endure all sorts of privation. The saint did not slacken his efforts. He enlightened and instructed people in their homes and churches and in the open places. By his preaching, he converted many of the Oguli who lived along the tributaries of the river Pechora to Christianity. Because of this, he aroused the terrible wrath of the leader of the Oguli, a Sikh, who murdered the saint in a field as he was serving a Molivan. This occurred not far from Ustuin on August 19, 1455. St. Petrim compiled the life of St. Alexis and the canon for the uncovering of his relics. The relics of St. Petrim rest in the Annunciation Temple in Ustvim in Vologda district. The common commemoration of these three saints acknowledges their apostolic activity in this eastern expanse of Russia. St. Petrim is also commemorated on August 19th. After St. Petrim, St. Jonah ascended the throne of Perm. He converted to Christianity the remaining part of Great Perm. For example, the pagan tribes living along the rivers, Vishra, Kama, Tushova, and others. By his efforts, the idols were eradicated, and in their place, churches were built. Experienced pastors were sent to teach the new converts at the church-run schools of Usfim. St. Jonah reposed on June 6, 1470. His relics rest together with the relics of St. Gerasimus and Petrim in the Annunciation Temple in Usfim in Vologda district. The commemoration in common of these three saints acknowledges their apostolic activity in this eastern expanse of Russia. St. Jonah is also commemorated on June 6th. The holy martyrs Romanus, James, Philotheus, Hypericius, Habib, Julian, and Parigorias suffered in the year 297 during the persecution by Diocletian 284-305 in the city of Samosata in Syria on the river Euphrates. They bravely denounced the senseless worship of idols, for which they were arrested and given over to various terrible tortures. Their bodies were scraped with iron, heavy iron fetters were hung around their necks, and they were locked up in prison. Finally, nails were driven into their heads while they were suspended on crosses. In the year 786, Ashok, the son of Adarnirs, ascended the throne of Kartli. From the very beginning of his reign, he fought fiercely for the reunification of Georgia. His first step was to take advantage of the Arab Muslims' weariness and banish them from Tbilisi. Three years passed, and under the leadership of a new ruler, the reinvigorated Muslims began to hunt for Ashot. The king was forced to flee after he delayed taking action against them. The enemy had again conquered Tbilisi. Ashot was compelled to leave Karli, and he departed for Byzantium with his family and small army. The refugees journeyed as far as Javakheti in southern Georgia and stopped near Lake Paravani for a rest. But while they were sleeping, a Saracen army assailed their camp. The king's army was doomed, 
but God helped Ashot Kurapanathis and his scant army. He bestowed power upon them, and they defeated an enemy that greatly outnumbered them. The king was deeply moved by God's miraculous intervention and decided that rather than journeying on to Byzantium, as he had intended, he would remain in the region of Shavashit Clarieti. At that time, southern Georgia was suffering great calamities. The Clara epidemic intensified the struggles of people devastated by a ruthless enemy. Very few had survived, but that powerless and wearied remnant gladly received Ashok Kuroparatis as their new leader, and the king began to restore the region at once. Ashok Kuroparatis restored Atanui Castle, which had originally been built by King Vakhtang Gorgasali and later ravaged by the Arab general Marwan the Deaf. Ashot founded a city nearby and proclaimed it the residence of the Bagrationi royal family of Clarieti. He also constructed a church in honor of Saints Peter and Paul, as it is written. God granted Ashot Kuroparatis great strength and many victories. The region of Clarieti took on a new life, and through the efforts of St. Grigol of Kansta and his companions, the former wasteland was transformed into a borough bustling with churches, monasteries, and schools. Georgian noblemen soon began traveling to Clarieti to forge their nation's future with King Ashot and the other God-fearing leaders. Ashot Kuropalatis was not only a leader who campaigned vigorously for the unification of Georgia, he was truly a godly-minded man. With great honor and joy, he was the host of Father Grigol of Kansta, a heavenly man and an earthly angel. Father Grigol blessed Ashot's kingdom and his inheritance. Upon those who labored at Kansta Monastery, Ashok Kuropalatis bestowed the best land, including Shakberdi, to serve as rural estates, which would supply food for the monastery. His children, Adarnurs, Bagrat, and Guaram, would later contribute much of their own fortune to the revival of the monasteries in the Clarieti wilderness. Udabno in Georgian is translated as wilderness. These deserted places where hermits made their abodes often attracted monks and pious laymen as the fame of these holy men spread. Over the centuries, with the foundation of numerous monasteries, these deserts became veritable cities and only retained the name wilderness in a figurative sense. But after some time, the usually virtuous king Ashot fell in love with a certain woman. He forgot his honor, his achievements, and his loyalty to God and the nation and took her to Artanui Castle an estate that had been built for the queen. St. Grigol, however, heard about the king's adulterous relationship and became exceedingly sorrowful. He confronted the king about his behavior, and the desperate Ashot promised to leave the woman, but he could not bring himself to fulfill his promise. So Father Grigol took her to the Mir monastery and turned her over to the abbess, Mother Pebronia, without telling Ashot. Upon hearing what had happened, King Ashot pleaded with Mother Pebronia to return the woman, but the abbess refused. At long last, Ashot bowed his head to the nun and repented, saying, Blessed is the man who is no longer alive to this world. The king rediscovered his love for God and his country, and he prepared to return to Karli. But his plans were foiled when a certain Muslim warrior named Khalil invaded, conquering the lands of Karli, Hereti, and Pavamo Karli. Ashot sent his men to assemble an army, but before the troops had been gathered, the Saracens attacked and forced them to flee. The king then traveled to Nagali Gorge with the intent of enlarging his army. Some of the draftees turned out to be traitors, and when the king discovered the betrayal, it was already too late. 
He hid in a church, but the godless men found him and stabbed him to death in the sanctuary. They murdered him on the altar, as though slaughtering a sacrificial lamb, and his blood remains there to this day, writes Sumbat, the son of David, in his book Lives of the Bakrationis. Thus, the first Bakrationi king, a believer upon whom the inheritance of the Georgian people was established, was also a martyr. The Georgians took revenge on the murderers of their beloved king. When the people of Doliskana heard that Ashot had been killed, they pursued his murderers and killed them near the Charogni River. Venerable Grigol and the Georgian people wept bitterly over the loss of their king and hope. St. Ashot's holy relics were buried in the church of St. Peter and Paul that he himself had built. St. Ignatius, Bishop of Smolensk and Wonderworker By some accounts, St. Ignatius was the first bishop of Smolensk. He was a friend of St. Abraham, commemorated on August 21st, whom he ordained to the priesthood. Bishop Ignatius was a kindly and pious elder, heading the trial instigated by St. Abraham's enemies, at which the monk was acquitted. St. Ignatius founded a monastery in honor of the placing of the robe of the Mother of God. To him is ascribed the construction of the most ancient Avrami of monastery in which he spent the remainder of his days after resigning as bishop. At the death of St. Ignatius, in approximately 1210, a miracle occurred. A great light came down from heaven upon him, and all were filled with fear. The relics of the saint rest in the Smolensk Cathedral Church. St. Afratis, a Persian who came to believe in Christ, disavowed his illustrious lineage and left his pagan countrymen by going to Edessa and then to Antioch. He attracted many by his holy life and preached the word of God to them. He died in the year 370. The holy martyr Sardalus was a pagan priest who lived during the reign of the Emperor Trajan, 98 to 117. He and the sister of Abaya were converted by Parsimaius, the bishop of Edessa. They both received the crown of martyrdom. Saints Arbelus and Bibaya are also commemorated on October 15th. Little is known about new martyr Demetrius and Saint Akepsimus the martyr at this time.